hot still. At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Ms. T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. I bring you warm greetings because I'm never competing in bringing you the latest in trending news, hot topics, noted interviews, new music, and much, much more. You're tuned in to Talking With T, the show designed with you in mind. This is Tanisha Baker, and I'm happy, as always, to host this edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing. Today is December 11th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mate, Jermaine Jackson, one of the famous Jackson family brothers, actress and comedian Monique, where has she been lately? And actor Gary Dowden with his handsome self, as well as rapper turned actor most deaf. The theme this month is delightful December and you are encouraged to be joyful. You are reminded to identify the things that make you smile. Those things that make you happy and make sure that you keep those things present and close. Find a reason to smile every day and in fact see what you can do to bring a smile to someone else as well. Today's show will be a little different because I have a special guest and her story is so moving and so powerful that the majority of our time today will be devoted to her interview. However, I won't leave you hanging because today, for the first time, I'm airing two shows. This one, which will be followed by a to-be-continued show that will catch you up on the most recent happenings, trending news, hot topics, and such. So, keep it where it's at. I'll be right back with our special guest for today, Talani Stewart. Listeners, I want to introduce you to Talani Stewart, author. She recently has a book out. In fact, it was just released this past week. So, Talani, how are you doing? And welcome to Talking with T. I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, I'm very excited to have you on the show today. And let's start by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a mother of a 16-year-old son. I also have uh, a, a nonprofit organization working with males 19 to 24 years of age and training them to be mentors, um, all the while empowering them in regards to the construction field and different trades. MTT, Community Corps. And is that an acronym or initials for something? For more than talk. More than talk. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. Okay. All right, so... I already get a sense of how busy you are. As soon as you said you're the mother of a 15-year-old and you're running a nonprofit, and I also know you're a writer and had a a book recently published, and the name of the book? The Unmasked Echoes. All right, so tell us a little bit about the content of that book, and then we're going to get into what inspired you to write it. It's a book of deliverance, and uh, it's a testimonial um, in regards to my life, um, what God has brought me through throughout the years that I've lived. And um, even as an evangelist, uh, ordained evangelist, 
as a minister, I, I literally covered up a lot of things with a mask, with a religious mask and the jumping and the shouting and the preaching and the dancing. But all the while, I had pain that was covered up by a, a smile, an encouraging word. But underneath there, it, it became a toxin for myself and for the relationships that I was a part of, family relationships, uh, marital, even my personal outlook on life. Sounds really interesting and familiar, actually. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure there are many that can relate to that. So I'm glad you found the wherewithal to put it into words and share your story with others. I know you have a personal testimony and a journey that you've traveled that has been, I guess, quite tasking and quite difficult. And we know that often when we share our stories of survival, we inspire others and let them know that they're not alone. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit with our listeners about your personal journey and struggle. Well, my personal journey uh, consists of abuse, physical, sexual, um, and emotional abuse from the early age of five. Um, Wow. Dealing with a father that didn't want me because I was born a girl. He didn't want any more girls and neglecting us. And then a mother that was chemically dependent and mm. trying to find her way in this world. So I raised my older sister. She had a, a learning disability, so I helped her learn her ABCs. So I had to be a daughter at a very early age. Um, at the age of eight, I, I believe it was when I started taking care of my sister. And then okay. from those years, we moved from California to Ohio to different parts of the country, and I was I experienced sexual abuse and physical abuse and seeing my mother get thrown out of plate glass windows and seeing um, experiencing uh, the hand of God literally wrapping around me. That's how I experienced my uh, the presence of God in my life because that was the only presence that kept peace in my heart and a hope to continue on even going into getting angry with God by the time my teenage years came around and because things didn't seem to change. And I wanted to go ahead and find a family of my own and became a gang member. Uh, a lot of the uh, people that I banged with kind of looked at me as the mentor of the group because I always preached to them in regards to education and getting jobs. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was kind of crazy because I was always the one that was preaching to them about doing the right thing. As a gang member. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I moved out at 15, and uh, I was still going to high school, and I would have parties, and it would be a neutralized setting for different gangs to come in, and they would have to put their flags down and make sure they don't disrespect each other. And if one member disrespected the other, they had to answer to their own OG. Mm. So it was a community where we understood each other, and then it, it, it became tainted. And I found out it really wasn't a family. After that, at 17 years old, I had my son. My first son was accidentally killed by the hospital by giving me the wrong medication. And then oh. my son, Elijah Juan Stewart, was born a year later. Like After I lost my first son, I immediately tried to get him back, but recognized within my six months that it was not my first son and that he was gone forever. But as a child, with a child mind, I was thinking I was 
going to hurry up and get pregnant again and get my son back mm-hmm. without the confidence and stuff that was needed. But by the time I was six months, I recognized that Elijah Wan was a little bit different. <laughs> and right. um, when Elijah Wan was born, I gave my life to Christ in the hospital. Uh, I lifted him up. I recognized he had three marks against him. He was born to a poor woman, a poor black woman. His father was in prison. And he was a black man. Yeah. Yeah. Born in the ghetto. So it was like, okay, so what do I do? The only only person, only thing that I ever could depend on was God because I could never depend on family. I could never depend on teachers. I could never depend on anyone. The only only presence that ever gave me peace was when I called on God um, at the earlier age of eight when I, um, I see my mother being beaten. So, you know, that led me down the road to go to college, and so it just continued on in regards to how God revealed itself, even in my tragedies, even in the tragic events that occurred in my life, I could see the glimmer and the hope of tomorrow through just little things. In 2004, I died myself, but I didn't get to see heaven, I didn't get to see hell, but I knew I was in the place of eternity. And I knew that there was a presence of God there. And at that time, I was ready to die. I had bled out. My son, Elam, was born prematurely. And he died in my arms. And I was bleeding out. And I didn't know I was dying. And when they rushed me into the surgery, that's when I found myself in eternity. And God literally spoke. When you hear the voice of God, it speaks through your entire being. It's nothing that can cause you to doubt that it's God. And so he asked me three times one question. He said, do you want to live or die? And I said, I want to die. And I gave him the reason why I wanted to die. I've been through hell. I just can't live this life. And on and on and on. And when I was done with my spill, he asked me again, do you want to live or die? And I said, I want to die. And I was irritated. Why would you ask me that? You're God. You should know that I don't want to live this life. And I'm going on and watch, I should die. The third time he asked, and I was about to give my spill again. I'm very irritated at this moment because why is he asking me this question again? I just told him the reasons why I should die. But before I can continue giving my reason, I've seen children that I work with through New Jersey, New York, Atlanta, California, Ohio, Michigan, all of, all the places that I've been that I've empowered youth, I've seen them. Their spirits were more real than a natural man. And mm. I still was going to say, I was still going to say, I want to die. That's Look, I'm helping people, but who's helping me? Before I could say, I still want to die, before I could even say die, Elijah Wan and my son, my living son, Styles, their spirits appeared right then and there. And I said, I can't die. When God poses a question to you, it's not for him to get an answer, but for you to understand the reason why he's asking you the question so you can have the answer. They were the purpose that I lived. These children throughout the world, they call me mom. Uh, It's my purpose in life throughout all the pain and suffering. And I still don't understand. I have five children in heaven and one living here, one from murder. Elijah Juan Stewart, the Austin East football player, found in the alley in 2010. 32 days later, my youngest son, Stephen, dying of osteogenesis imperfecta, burden bone disease. 
Prior to that, my first son, DiMaggio, the hospital accidentally giving him the wrong medication. Miracle, a child that I believe was from a rape, and uh, I aborted, and I could hear her screams when I aborted her at six months. And a child that died prematurely in my arms when I died. So let me just, I'm going to have to pause because I'm right now, and of course the listeners can't see me, mouth just open, thinking about how you have survived this pain and turned Mm -hmm. it into power and used that power to empower others. And for me, just listening to you, when I think about those bad days, those challenges, those struggles, to have a story like yours to reflect on and think there's still a reason to continue, I want to thank you for that. And on behalf of others that you're touching through this testimony, because I can't think of a better word than that, through this testimony, I want to thank you on behalf of them as well. So I'm just, I'm just yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I didn't want to lose that thought as you continue sharing with us. That's that's quite all right. I I thank you for hearing because uh, I have a multitude of stories. But as I disclose the stories, because, you know, we hide behind what we've been through or what we've done and what we feel guilty about. And, uh, and then you see people dying from these very same things that we didn't release our testimony for because we are prideful or we feel like we have to keep this, you know, this show going on and people are dying every day because they feel like they're the only ones that's been through it. So my journey is not for me. My life, God revealed to me that my life is not my own. We say it all the time, but we don't recognize what we're saying. It's literally you are put on this earth to give glory to God through your life and for other people. It's never for you. That's where we end up becoming depressed and uh, suicidal when we start thinking on our own self and what we're going through instead of thinking, why am I going through this? Somebody must need something in the midst of this. So that's, and, and, and you know, sometimes it gets hard to think of, you know, like, God, really? You really want, you really, you're allowing me to go through this for somebody else? Can you just stop right now? I don't want to help nobody right now. <laughs> right. When I dedicated myself to God, when he poured his spirit into me, I recognized it was something totally different in my life. I, I didn't get saved at church. I got saved in my apartment. I sort of been going to strip. My car broke down. I was going to do some dirt. As I was doing that little bit, getting that little bit of money while I was in college. I was a single mother, and I said I was going to go dance. I didn't do, you know, full stripping, but I did enough. And... Mm-hmm. The college people will pay me and pay me and my friends, and we'll have extra money for um, our kids or whatever. But one day, God caused my car to break down when I was going to go do something stupid. And I was so angry. And every now and then I would sit at this TV and I would look at TBN, Trinity Broadcasting Network, and I would laugh at Jan Crouch, not knowing that that woman was sowing a seed into me. Those people that I was laughing at when they were preaching the word on TV, well, I didn't know why. I was always turned it on and watched it because I just was like, yeah, whatever. If God really loved me, he would have delivered my mom. I wouldn't have been through this. And I wouldn't have been through that. If he was really God and he was all that powerful, he would have made sure that I was protected. But every now and then I would turn on that TV and I would see this. 
And I would laugh at Janet Crouch, her eyelashes and all that stuff. God bless her soul. And one night, that night, when I turned that TV on, it was somebody that was on there that told my testimony. Now, I didn't believe in crying. I hadn't cried in years because I was supposed to be hardcore. I was one of the smallest girls, but I I had hands. And that's why they, you know, considered me a part of their game. But literally, I sat there and all I could do was cry because he was telling everything that I had went through. And he was speaking what he said, somebody out there, and he was pointing out, he said, in TV land, and he was talking to me. And I'm looking around like, what is this? I'm crying. Now, I hadn't felt tears in so long because I stopped myself from crying. And I couldn't stop the tears from flowing. And I felt that presence of God that I felt at eight years old. And it surrounded me in such a way that I couldn't help but to surrender everything to him at that time. I took my paraphernalia. I took my lingerie. I took all the little dance clothes. I took everything that I felt like was sinful after I asked God to come into my life. And I threw it into that dumpster. The music, all of it, I threw it into the dumpster. And ever since that day, I never looked back. Now, mind you, I wanted to stop. Don't get it twisted. A lot of times I wanted to stop. A lot of times I refused to even say Jesus' name because I was so hurt and so much pain that I just wanted to give up on him. But guess what? He never gave up on me. He never stopped calling me. And I still don't understand it to this day why he would call somebody like me that have turned my back on him many times and said, forget it all, and he still calls me by name. It's it's just an amazing story of triumph. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And looking at you, and you're so pretty and poised. And But that's what I, I know that's how God works. You know, I know, I know that's how he works. Because you would never know that you've been through these things. Yeah. But that, that's the amazing power of the God we serve. And again, our listeners, let me tell you something. If you if you want to get in touch with Talani, if you want to have her come and speak, you can reach her actually through my contact information, which can be found at www.talkingwitht.com. I encourage you, tell us where we can get the book, because I, I know I'm going to add that to my list. <laughs> Is your story a part of this book? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I story. need that. <laughs> yeah, I need this book. I need this book. So tell us where we can get the book. It is released today, December Ooh. 11, 2017. Yes. It's just, just in today. time to add to my Christmas list, my wish list. <laughs> Anybody out there, well, I tell you what, I'm not going to wait on them. I'm going to get my own copy. But you might want to add it to your list. You know, people kind of wishy-washy. They say they're going to do stuff, but that's a whole other story for the next book. But let us know where we can get the book. Okay, so they can contact your website. My website will be plstewartwix.com. And literally, but they can go through your website, and I'll have all my information on your website for you. If you want to get in touch with her, if you want to purchase the book, you can contact me again. That's www.talkingwitht.com. 
and that has my email address and social media accounts and all of that. I'll make sure we have some books on hand for you. Now, you can't have my book because I don't have my book signed. But you, you get your own book. Now, I don't share my books. I don't like people rinsing up my pages, none of that. But I do want you to go out and support Talani and her amazing story because we want to enable her to keep doing this work. But I was just thinking, you write other books as well. Now, this is your story, but if I can remember, don't you write others? What is it? Yes. Uh, yes. I have three other books, and they're children's books. I specialize in empowering youth and young adults. And what God gave me years ago was a Japanese instructional book, a Japanese instructional book for children. Uh, I do speak Japanese. It was my minor in college. Wait, wait, wait just a minute. Hold on. Did you say you speak <laughs> Japanese? Yes, I do. <laughs> now, you uh, let me back up for a minute. I, I, I was listening real carefully. But I'm just now catching on to something through all of the things you went through. You did go to college yes, and get a degree, yes. and you majored in – what was your major? My uh, initial major was social work. Then I went uh-huh. into um, uh, business administration. Then I received a degree in nonprofit management. Um, okay. I'm currently working on my doctorate in educational leadership. Okay. Um, so, but my minor was Japanese, and my I love the Japanese language and culture. I also teach American Sign Language and English Sign Language. You a bad girl. You bad. <laughs> I would say that right now. Now, now the book, the children's book, is it's, it's a Japanese no, instructional book. It's a miracle. It's a, a Japanese instructional. It's a fun book for children to learn uh, Japanese. And Miracle goes to Japan, and it looks like. Us. It's a little girl, a little uh, African American girl that goes. Her family goes to Japan, and she learns the language. So she's teaching. Oh, that's awesome! Mm-hmm. That, and that's that's awesome. awesome. I'm gonna add that to my list too. I'm gonna it's add awesome. that too. So that's yeah. a series. Then it's Eli goes to Spanish land. I named every book after one of my children. Um, Eli oh. goes to Spanish land. That'll be coming out in March. Where does Eli go? I'm sorry. Where does he go? Spanish land. Spanish land. You speak land. that too. I do speak that, but I I brought in a no wait, no wait just a minute. Let me keep count now. How many languages do you speak? Well, fluently, I only speak two languages fluently. Um, That's okay. Well, how many languages are you familiar with that you can communicate in? Um, Japanese, American Sign Language, English Sign Language, Spanish, Kiswahili, and and that's it right now. Um, right now, English. yeah. <laughs> But my brain is hurting. Okay, okay. All right. So now, now Eli goes to Swahili. That's coming out later. No. Eli goes to That's Spanish land. Spanish land. Oh, I thought I got confused with all this, uh, <laughs> uh, all this globalness. Is that a word? No, but it's all right. You made it. I'm, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make add that a new language. I'll tell you what. I'm. I'm so blessed to know you. I didn't know we had all this going on right here. I that have I one more book. And talk to. Okay, one more. And the other one is Styles Speaks With His Hands because oh. I named him after Styles loved American Sign Language when I, I taught him, when I homeschooled him. And then okay. Elijah Wine loved Spanish, so that's why I named the book after him. So, and the miracle was my, uh, my daughter. 
So every child I'm naming a book after. Well, let's see. So you have six children. Yes. So I have three more to go. Three more books to go. Yes. Well, nobody wanted to go to Mars, did they? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up. It's pretty cool because it's a, a diversified book in regards to embracing culture, music, and dance. Wow. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for you, and I'm excited for myself because I know you. And so, again, <laughs> listeners, we want to support this extraordinary woman of God. I want to thank you again for sharing a story that I know is laced in pain. Yeah. But to mm-hmm. have the strength to, to inspire others through that is remarkable, and I want to thank you for that. So, uh, I'll be talking to you soon, and, and you did hear me say I want my copy signed. And yes, so I'll me. be by to pick that up later on today. Thanks again for your time, and blessings to you. Thank you. Since today's show was focused on our special guest, I invite you to visit www.talkingwitht.com. To catch up on more trending news and check out the latest episode of I've Been Thinking with Lincoln. Now, y'all know we try so hard to get along, but sometimes, well, anyway, just be sure to check out Lincoln's take on some of the recent stories shared on Talking with T. Lincoln really keeps us thinking, and I encourage you to share your comments on the website or our social media pages. That's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Be reminded that you can now call in and leave your thoughts or opinions on topics or issues, and your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. The call-in number is 865-409-1170, and I look forward to hearing from you. Also make note, I am still looking to share and highlight music from rising artists, and I look forward to more submissions for T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. If you're interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With T, we would love to help you promote your business. Once again, we've come to the end, but remember, you can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time. Using Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Speaker, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. Look out for new shows each and every Monday. In the meantime, and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. The key to being happy is knowing You have the power to choose what to accept and what to let go. Dodinsky. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.